I was lucky enough to meet our guest today, Chris, a few weeks back when he drove in from Dongu, or the dark side. Um, when he first came in, he introduced himself and he told me, Brian, I'm pure done in. And I said, oh, Chris, you are looking a wee bit peely-wally today. Um, Chris had lots of interesting stories and some were really hard to believe. Like when he told me he finished high school at age 16, I told him, Chris, your bum's out the window. He told me another crazy story about how he flew to Hong Kong just for a weekend beer festival, just to get out of the city. And I said, Chris, you're off your head. Listen, as Chris details his journey from a 16-year-old apprentice to occupying a very important role in the world's largest shipyard here in Ulsan, South Korea. Chris admits he has had a few lucky breaks along the way, but assures us that there was a lot of hard work that went along with it. Chris is a testament to the new educational mindset that is beginning to emerge that says university isn't the only path to success anymore. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. Hello, welcome back to another episode of This Korean Life. Here with us today is Chris Toy. Chris, welcome. Another fellow working in the dark side. Anyways, welcome to the podcast. Nate was just saying you spent some time in quarantine and you're actually, you've come back to to Ulsan because this is maybe safer than home. Yeah, yeah. The the UK isn't the safest place in the world just Mm. now. Um, All you have to do is look at the stats and figures. But yeah, I mean, when, obviously when... Corona started like sort of picking yeah. up in Daegu, um, of like my. Sort oh, you of, were in Daegu originally? No, no. I mean, like I just seen the cases. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just thought, it's, which it's, was March or April, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I just thought it's, it's not too far away from Ilsan. No doubt, yeah. And then obviously I was just like uh, phoning the company. That was the uh, that was scary for us too. I mean, all family and we've been here for yeah, a long yeah. time, but that was when they were calling like. Hey, maybe it's time you come home. This is this is looking a little bit serious, you know. Time to uh, time to pack it up. And it's pretty funny how it's completely flipped the other way. And Nate was just telling me yesterday that uh, Toronto, the big city closest uh, closest to me, they're going into twenty eight day shutdown, which is wild because we we've never shut down. We're completely open over here. And you've come back to the to the safe haven that is the dark side. Dongu, that's, yeah. <laughs> Dongu. that's awesome, man. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Welcome, thanks for welcome. Having me. How was your uh, quarantine coming uh, coming here? It was. You've done two, correct? Yeah, I done one in UK and one here, mm. and then also I had. To... You must have done another one here when you came back from China, no? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Oh, you did three. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I, okay. I actually done over a time period. I done six weeks quarantine. No way. So it was <laughs> to get out and see people and speak to people. It was a bit of a, you know, it was a bit of a uh, a relief. No doubt. When your your first one was back home. Yeah, yeah. Well, what had happened was I went back to the UK at the time, and when I landed in Edinburgh, um, I basically said I, I stood out like a sore thumb because yeah. I was wearing a mask, and no one else in <laughs> yeah. no Throw one this else guy in, in quarantine. Yeah, no, no, no one else in like the UK or Europe yeah, was yeah. taking it seriously at the time. So I was wearing a mask, and then I went in Edinburgh Airport and I picked up my bags and I just stopped the basically the nearest guy I seen and asked him, look. Is there anything I should do? And he was like, No, no. If you have any symptoms in the next three to five days, give us a call. Mm. And I'm like, Okay. Mm. And at that point, I knew like you went out partying. Well, the next day, <laughs> the next day, I was in every bar in Glasgow you could find. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, 
I said, well, I've been given the green light, so... Yeah. So you didn't do quarantine then? When I, well, originally when I went back, I never done it. And then my company basically says, look, go and just do it. Because they had a little bit, people within the company had a few sort of reservations. Okay. So that was like five days after you terrorised the whole country? Uh, no, that, this was basically, I, I landed on the Thursday, I went out the Friday, Saturday. Yeah. And then and from, the cases spiked on Sunday. <laughs> well, believe it or not, it was um, wasn't it? It was two weeks after that the first case in Scotland. So <laughs> imported from Korea. Yeah, but on on the basically from the Monday to the Thursday, um, I was I was in my house waiting results. Yeah. For basically, so the, so a modified four day quarantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. After I would had my my UK, well, I'd already been self isolating here so but it was pretty relaxed yeah 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 going, i mean going U- uk's home. pretty relaxed about it at the time obviously things now have completely changed in coming coming back here how was your uh, uh, what was your experience we talked to philip brett yeah a month ago and he was saying uh it was so different oh yeah, yeah, yeah. so like, different he said he came back and they're sending messages to his yeah, phone yeah, yeah. Every, you, you have every to like so i, I arrived in inchon and I've got a bit of a complex with Corona, so like like mm. everybody has, but mine's a little bit more because of mm. my medical history. Mm. But yeah, so I was like, you know what, I um, took zero chances. Mm. So when I landed back in Korea, you, you get made to download the app. So downloaded the app, mm. you get to the front desk at immigration, you, you go through immigration, you write down your phone number, they literally phone you there and then to make sure the number's correct. <laughs> just so that you're not just like winging it, basically. Flagging, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then... I got took downstairs, got my bags, got literally, it was, I believe it was actually the Korean army that took me from mm. the baggage claim. A 16 year old kid with yeah, a, yeah. a semi automatic <laughs> yeah. uh, machine gun. And then they took me to the, the, the sort of quarantine bus outside. Um, but before we got on the bus, we obviously had, we had COVID tests mm. and then you got put on the bus. And then I got taken to Suwon. So it was like a some sort of like that was a bus to Suwon. Yeah, not no, to here. No, I got I got put on a bus to Suwon from Incheon. And then once I got to Suwon, it was like some sort of like training facility for like KTX. So it was like where they house some of the. Oh, okay, okay. Where they yeah, house yeah, some of the quarantine. Yeah, so like basically it was. I've got pictures I can show you. Oh, so you I stayed was, there? Or yeah, you... I, st- I stayed there for one night. And ah, then the next night I got put. To get your results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, once I had my results, that was me. I was. And now the tests are faster, I think. So you just yeah. wait 15 minutes, get on yeah. the bus, and come yeah. back here. Well, originally you were waiting two or three days sometimes. Mm. So you'd stay up there until you yeah, get your test results. So I, I actually know one guy, he, he was there for four or five days. And another guy in my company, he actually done the, the full two weeks. Because he didn't have a place yeah, to stay? Yeah, because no, he had came here and the only way that you can get quarantine in your apartment is if you have a alien registration card. Right. Mm. So you can have the visa, but if you've not applied for your registration right. card, you've, you know. Uh, so what what triggered you to come back to Korea? The, because you'd, you'd run Korea. away from the cases here to Scotland. Yeah. What was the tipping point? Like, uh, okay, there's 501, I better go back? The, or The tipping point for me was when the UK government said, if you can work from home, work from home, because you're going into like potentially a three-month lockdown. And the, the the NHS, which is like the health service in the UK, they sent me a letter um, saying that I'm high high risk. So <laughs> I was keen to sort of... Come back. Yeah, and what was the situation in Korea at that time? Had we already gone down? Yeah, the c- cases in Korea had sort of like... Receded? Yeah, yeah, like the, the, they were slowing down. You know, I mean, obviously, even now, the, there's still cases, but, um, you know, I mean, if you, if you look... Just on like last week, cases in Korea have been increasing, which is 300 a day. Mm. 
But if you look at like Scotland, you're talking 1,400 cases a day. Yeah. And Scotland's got the same population as Busan. So it, like... It's, uh, it, it, doesn't, it's, it doesn't compare. Yeah, yeah. My no, aunt, Auntie yeah. Norma, you just put something on there that makes my blood boil. <laughs> but some guy yeah. ranting on about mm-hmm. we're killing people, the masks mm-hmm. are, the bacteria's coming. Yeah, yeah. And, and that, some of that may be true, but I just put a, a comment on there. Just look at it. Singapore, Taiwan, yeah. Hong Kong, Korea, Vietnam, even China for that matter. And, and Japan is a bit of a stretch, but even consider China, Japan. We're talking about China's just killing them. We're we're, them. we're talking maybe like a quarter to mm-hmm. to a little more percent of the world's population, and we have a fraction combined. We have a fraction of the numbers America has. Yeah. There's no way you can tell me that the mask is not a, a, a difference maker. Yeah. I, because I, here it's a non-issue. People just wear them. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe more people don't have it. And they yeah. they wear them at home or they wear them here. When there's no corona. Yeah. Like just during the pollution, yeah, just, heavy pollution season sick, in the spring. If you're sick. Yeah, if yeah. you're sick. People wear them all the time. I'm not saying that toddlers should be going around wearing them. I think, I don't even think Korea and Korea, the toddlers have to wear them. No. And, and most of these Asian countries, if you're under four or five years old, it says, don't worry well, about it. I actually, one of my friends went back to Europe yesterday and she asked, I actually asked her this question and she said that for the flight home, he doesn't have to wear a mask. Yeah. And I think I think that's sensible and, and reasonable. But maybe this kid was one case in America. But come on, I mean, one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand a day is outrageous. I mean, get your shit together. Oh. This, this is not difficult yeah, yeah. to figure was out. It, was this the one where they were thrown off the flight? No, no. This I just mean there was a four-year-old kid. Grandma called the doctor and mm-hmm. said, uh, you know, he's got an infection, yeah, yeah. and it's because he was rebreathing his. The, you know, we we excrete toxins as we breathe, as we shit, whatever. And if you breathe them back in, that can cause an infection. And that's what he had gotten. But, I mean, just, the upside is way too big to be arguing against masks. And, and this is a doctor on there just blasting away, you know, these are killing us, the adults, everybody, the nursing, everyone's dying because of this. It, it can't be true or half of Asia would be dead. You, that's it. You've just got to look at how Asia's dealt with it. Yeah. Like and then, look but it's at, like they don't know we exist. Yeah, 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 and these are these are like anthills. Yeah, the, 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 the density of people isn't is crazy here compared to. That's I can't believe know, everyone in Seoul on the subway doesn't have it. When you look in it, yeah. there's 300 cases. You're like, tomorrow could be literally 10, 20 thousand, but it doesn't. And the other one in yet. the states, their own example is look at this public schools. The schools they're saying is one of the safest places. They're distanced. They wear a mask. It's pretty straightforward. I, I just don't get the people who can't who can't see it. I, I I'll listen to the other side. I'll, I'll yeah. I mean, like for me, the mask is a it's a no brainer. Like you know what I mean. Like I, I don't care what anyone says because we see it. We what, see it every what, day. It works. Yeah, yeah, it works. Yeah. We even can live a normal life here while people at home are suffering yeah. greatly. Even if it didn't work, I don't know the the big pushback against it. Well, you you've just got to look at like the UK. I mean, the, the UK's been in lockdown since like April. <laughs> you know what I mean? And but we're actually at a stage now that they've. They're actually grading cities. So you've got tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four. Oh. So like tier one and two people, they can visit each other. Yeah. But if you're in three and four, you can't visit your friends or you can't go oh, different yeah. districts. And I remember the big the big thing at home was your social circle could grow to like 10 people. Yeah, yeah. So outside of your family and my my brother sent him pictures. Look, I'm at dad's house. And everyone's pumped up, you know. I mean, the, the bit, I think the bit that really sticks in my throat more than anything is that Europe's seen it coming. Like, Europe's seen what Korea was going through. But hold on. Even even if they didn't, they experienced the first one four months ago yeah. where it was bananas in France, Italy, these places. And now it's happening again. Yeah. 
<laughs> no, but like for me, if you look at what happened to Korea, I mean, obviously, China, you take everything with sort of a pinch of salt, mm. but you've seen the cases rising in Korea and you've seen what they were doing. And then for me, just shut the borders. You know mm. what I mean? D- deal with what you've got rather than what you're going to get. Because I don't believe the UK stopped flights. No. Like I don't believe they stopped flights. They were still taking flights from the US. Like the, the you know what I mean. When oh. the when the UK prime ministers had it, the US presidents had it, <laughs> and also the UK presidents self isolating again because mm. they yeah. suspect them being in close contact. You know, questions need to be asked. There's no silver bullet, but we know what not to do. Yeah, clearly. So what were some of the challenges you faced here? Um, so you were up there, then you came back down to your apartment. Yeah, yeah. W- and once, that's twice. Yeah, w- once once they released me from quarantine um, I basically jumped on the train come down to Ulsan anywhere on the train or don't they have specific no, at, carriages for at that time because I was a negative I could just go on the train yeah, just but you still had a quarantine yeah right? I still had a quarantine when I get back so they track they track your that's like, what I, thought. I thought they had specific carriages for guys who even tested ah, negative okay. you go in the last two mm-hmm. carriages because you're coming from overseas can you test negative on Tuesday and then positive the next sure day? because it's dormant the thing isn't it ah. sure. why not but so that's what I thought they, but I'm sure now they do. Sure now, they have... now, now they do, but at, at that time, because I was a negative, mm. they, they basically dropped me at the train station. Yeah. And I was like, right, good to go. So I literally jumped on the train, then got a taxi from KTX station in Ilsan to Dongu. Because you can't do that now either. No, no. Yeah, you, you have to take the bus, you get the a designated bus. bus, or the ambulance, or whatever can bring But you. But even like the bus, like, I actually looked at the bus route, and it, it would drop me off like one and a half kilometres from my my apartment no. and obviously then you would have to carry your suitcases yeah, and everything yeah. else but, yeah. but I mean once I was in my apartment it was pretty straightforward mm. don't leave the house don't do anything I mean this is this is the good part here is that it's kind of live and learn mm-hmm. and and when you came in it was like that and then they said shit this might yeah. be the cause of another spread let's cut it down even more and, and figure it out but it, it kind of evolves in real time as the situation plays on but God, at home, it just seems like they're no further ahead now than they were eight months ago. No. What the hell did they do for eight months? That's what that's what blows my mind. And, I mean, well, America is just a whole different story. Yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's a different different league. But how did you deal with two weeks? I mean, it's pretty strict here. It's, it's pretty... Even that hotel you stayed at or whatever in Seoul, yeah. I heard it was $500 fines for one cigarette. Yeah, yeah. If uh, you open your door, you get a $500 fine. Yeah, I remember uh, there's literally nothing in the room. I think... They make it very minimal so they can clean it easier. You got so, a five G internet, so no, no, like next to zero signal. Oh really? Yeah, it was like <laughs> it was like up the in only the, place in Korea. Up in the hills, it's like the only place in Korea without Wi Fi. <laughs> but but they're still charging you like one point two mil yeah. for your TV. Lady TV. comes in. Hey, it's tissue yeah, box still yeah. full. <laughs> I wonder if that has any correlation with the no signal for your <laughs> for your five G. Yeah, but like once I get home to my apartment, it was pretty straightforward. I got like on the app that I downloaded at the airport. You've got to register twice a day. So one before 10 o'clock, one mm. before 2 o'clock. So you've got to, the day after that you arrive, they, they bring you like supplies. This was a while back. I yeah. don't know if they still do. All the instant. Yeah, like, so like, like I've got rice, soups, all yeah. this kind of stuff, bleach, you know, all, all the good stuff. <laughs> all the good stuff. For drinking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, they give you like mass, temperature, probe, yeah, all that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. So every day, what's your temperature? Have you any symptoms? Yeah. You log it in the, the app, hit go. They still do that now for yeah, kids yeah. At, for kids at school, man. Yeah. You gotta send it. You gotta yeah. check the temperature, register it, and... and and those are the steps necessary if you're gonna if you're gonna contain it. Mm. But I mean, if you're not willing to do that stuff, 
then there's many examples of what's going to happen. Just yeah. look around the world. Well, the, the part that really sort of baffled me was that Korea's doing that, but in the UK, if you think you've got COVID, you, you're told to stay at home unless you have breathing difficulties and they won't even test you. But that's what it was like in America yeah. in the beginning don't, because... They, don't know, don't care. They yeah, said yeah. we're wasting all the tests on people who may be asymptomatic. They don't need to test anyways. Mm-hmm. Just stay home if you think yeah. you've got a problem. And, and the, the crazy thing for the UK was that if... Say yourself had it and you live at home with your family, you're one case, but by the end of your two weeks quarantine, potentially your family's got it. In the record, it's only you. Right. Yeah. So, like, it grows arms and legs. Absolutely. So, you made it through? You made it through the two. Uh... Yeah, it's, it was tough, though, because, like, my apartment, like, it's it's quite a low floor. So, there's, like, a park across the street from me. So, I'm, like, like just watching people walk, and yeah. I'm, like, oh, I wish that was me. <laughs> I, um,. I always thought, or I, I questioned last time, how easy it is just to leave your phone at home and go outside for a run at five, but, four but, or five in the morning. But the, the see if your phone doesn't move around the apartment, they actually text you. Why is your phone not moving? So like, what? Um, around what, your apartment? Yeah, what, one of the one of the guys I work with, his uh, her mother and her uh, her father was doing it, and obviously older generation they don't they don't need their phones yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they don't have it on them. And he was getting text messages, you know, why, like, your, your phone's been sitting for two hours and hasn't moved. Oh, no. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're pretty... But then if you're going to do it, do it properly. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, and, why, and they, why? how many guys got deported? They deported 20 or 30 you know, Vietnamese, Chinese, Filipinos, whatever, because they're breaking these yeah. quarantine rules. i seen the guy I in just... Busan that went to a nightclub. That was pretty. Oh, did what, you, did on you quarantine? Read yeah, he oh, might have been quarantine. He was positive oh, as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. He was positive as well. Yeah. That was the worst part. What but a... there's a couple of these ones that trace back to hundreds or thousands of people. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to do it full on, then is there any sense doing it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're doing it half-assed and and half the guys go out to whatever events or church or clubs or restaurants, yeah. your whole city gets it. Well, then there's no sense even pretending to try and do the it. The original Shinchanji, the super spreader, that mm-hmm. in Daegu, that was annoying. But the I remember the four guys that went on a road trip. They had. Uh, the, the one guy had diarrhea and a fever all day. He's like, yeah, what should we do? They went to three different cities, eight nightclubs. Like, come on, come on, guys. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And that was the, was that March? Or maybe Children's Day. I don't know. When they just had yeah. opened it up and they, they started it up again. So annoying. Like, but, I, I remember when I first went back to the UK, I was like severely paranoid. So like I was like standing in the kitchen like, do I have a cough? Do I like, do I have yeah. a fever? Yeah, I, like, I, like testing my lungs. I'm like, uh, uh. We got a buddy who went home last week. Unfortunately, his father passed. And he said, I could go out right now and get a coffee at, at Tim Hortons if I wanted to. He said, there's there's nothing. Like, no regulations. No. He's doing it because he knows he should yeah, do it. Yeah. And they say, do it. But there's no tracing or tracking or anything like that. So it's wow. it's still blows my mind that all you got to do is download this app or, or get someone to change it to English. We've got enough techies in the world. Yeah. Surely you can change this app to English. Boom, put it in place. I'm a, I'm actually, it's a different culture, right? I'm actually really sure that the UK tried to do it, but they failed miserably in the app. <laughs> Seemingly the app was like crashing and, you know what I mean? And then eventually they were like, oh, well, it's, it's, pa- it's past. It's like, and that's, that ship sailed. That's what's good here is there's not as much regulatory bullshit, red tape to get through. They say we need to do it. Boom. It's done tomorrow, uh, yeah. and it's on, and they're doing it. But another thing is, that when, when Corona started here, everyone was like, right, we need to stop this. Whereas, like, most of Europe's like, oh, how will that affect me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a completely different mindset. I mean, that's the that's collective is mind it, yeah. versus the and, and, individual. Yeah, and also in Korea and in Asia, I believe they respect their elders a lot more. 
Yeah. And hundred percent. For, for me, if they respect their elders more, they're going to do more to stop them or more to save them or more to hold back. Yeah. Whereas Europe, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever. Short yeah. short memories, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, How yeah, much grandma and grandpa and mum and dad did for you and fought yeah. for you, and, and and then now it's a big f you to all those yeah. guys. Put the yeah. football games on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then and then they'll have like remembering Sunday and things like that. And I'm like, well, you should have remember remembering Sunday like six months ago yeah. when you were out at a nightclub or out at your friend's house. You know what I mean? Like, and, and that that meme keeps popping up on Facebook. There, the uh, you know, if this the situation was flipped and it was the young people who were dying, yeah, you know, the older people would do everything oh, they yeah, could course, course. to save you and protect you. But now it affects them, and we all go, you know, who gives a shit? So. Anyways, good times. Let's let's keep rolling here and get out of the the COVID. <laughs> get take to, us yeah. take us back to Scotland and and the oil oil industry, industry. And, and what and what it's like growing up because we have. He said, "How come no one ever told me about being an, an engineer and My, yeah. rolling rolling in the cash and dongu? <laughs> How come no one ever showed me this?" And I said, I, "I think we do in Canada, but it's just not." He's too far away from it. Yeah, yeah. You're, I, you you live and and survive in the Niagara Falls bubble, and you don't get out of there. It's hard to figure it out. But in Scotland. in Alberta, I mean, with the oil fields in Alberta, I think that's what a lot of the young guys grow up knowing. And you know, a lot of Saskatchewan young people, their university programs are geared towards getting jobs in the in the industry. But so I, I have lots of friends in Saskatchewan and Manitoba and Alberta. As soon as they graduate high school, boom! I'm going to the oil fields. I want the big coin. Yeah. They they they're well aware of how, what you can do and how much you can you can make up there, and how many toys you can buy. Our friend, uh, our friend Damien, yeah, he was saying that's that was, it was kind of pitched to you, mm-hmm. right? The same way policing or teaching yeah. was for us, uh, for people in the, in the UK was become an engineer. Mm-hmm. These are I think he called it like hundred year jobs. If the job was here a hundred years ago, it's, it's going to be here for another hundred years. Get in the. You but know, I don't know if that's if that's all engineers. But these guys in the shipbuilding, I mean, we said yesterday talking. It used to be all guys. Well, you know, it used to be all like twenty-five to thirty-five-year-old single guys, and this was like their mini Vegas here, living living yeah, out there, living the dream. Yeah, and it was they just had unlimited cash. Who who was Sean or somebody else? No, Chris from uh, National Oil Well Varco. Mm-hmm. He used to get a hundred dollars a day food stipend. Yeah. But but he would eat lunch at work every day, and it was like crap five k. You, you can yeah. actually get it in the shipyard. It's like five five or seven thousand one. But the company was paying for lunch, and oh, the right. company paid for dinners. Yeah. So on Friday night, he would have five hundred to six hundred dollars. That was just his meal st- on top of everything. That was just his meal stipends for the week that he hadn't used. If, if you think that's good, you should work for a Norwegian company. You get two hundred dollars a day. <laughs> the fuck you for two hundred dollars a day? I don't know. Rami has a like, dollar. It's like some sort of, it's basically Norwegian law. It, I'm not sure if it, you've got to be so far away from Norway for it. Oh but, my God. But yeah, it's but like that's how the restaurants out there, like, you know, a teacher goes out to Dongu for lunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got to have the teacher menu and the engineer menu because this Jay was complaining about his burger prices, but those are engineer burger prices. I mean, I don't think you could charge those in Samsung Dong probably. But no, no, I mean, you, you do notice the difference when you go from Samsung Dong to Dongu. I mean, his quality burgers are way better. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, but you know, yeah, of you, course people are complaining. They're not... But in life, you get what you pay for. It's a racket, sure. Yeah. So, like, I used to live in Mokpo and, like... Mokpo? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So I, they I, got the F1 track on. Yeah, 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 yeah. I lived there for, like, just over a year. Mm. 
and the prices there to Ilsan are like vastly different. But it's it's just a small town. Yeah. Cheaper there. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I mean, my my apartment, I could play like, five a side football in in like the living room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was like the West Wing and the East Wing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was cheaper than my apartment in Dongu. Yeah. Wild, eh? But yeah, I mean, like you see how much the, you can stretch your money there. But but a lot of places in Bangojin specifically mm. had inflated prices oh, yeah, catering to the engineers because yeah. I, I and that that was a good part. If we went out there with a couple of those guys, they would always pay mm. because one, they know I don't do your salary. Your meal stipend is as much as my salary. <laughs> Two hundred bucks a day no, for a meal mind. stipend. <laughs> Holy I shit. wish that was me, but it's yeah. not me, unfortunately. So so what's it like? Coming from the UK or from Scotland specifically? To Korea or to... No, oil and gas rich and getting into the industry. How do you... I actually tripped up over over it, to be honest. I never intentionally got into it. Mm. Um, I actually... You were going to be a bagpiper? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) And then then you just ran into the oil game? I was going to sell haggis or something. Haggis pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what do they pack that in? I actually don't know the correct terminology, but it's... It's like a skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like sheep. Sorry, I gotta, you can get it tinned. Next time I go home, I'll bring a tin back. I got a, a what? A haggis tinned. It's in a tin. A tin. A tin. 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 Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's Listen, my pronunciation. Here. If people don't want to wear masks, don't yeah. they just put one of those haggis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could do. Jason, how did you trip into this um, money flowing job? I, I left high school to be a plumber and gas engineer. So like your central heating, and yeah, yeah, things like that. Yeah, this was back in. I started college when I was 2006. Is yeah. that is that common? Do people leave? You say, did you graduate high school or no? We don't really graduate. We just leave <laughs> with our grades. Everybody? Yeah. I mean, you don't graduate. You don't finish it? You just... Yeah, no, we finish it. It's like, once you do your exams, you're done. Oh. You don't have, like, the US, like, a big graduation party. Ah, uh, oh, okay, okay. Oh, but did you graduate? you finished your high yeah, school. Yeah, okay. yeah, you finished high school. But when I mean, you say you leave, for us, leaving high school means you uh, drop out. No, you drop like, out. We, we, we get a... I, I don't know what it's like in North America, mm. but... Once you're 16, you can go. Once you've done your exams, once you're 16, you can go. But you can stay on for a further two years if you want to. Okay. we so, got to go till we're 18. Oh, really? Or, like, you, you can technically so, could drop out, but you so like, can't get in university. Hold on. 16 is completed. Like yeah, you you, like, so you finish. So is that, that like, do you, challenge, do you challenge the exams earlier? Like, you think yeah, I'm like, smart enough, I'm going to challenge? So what, what you do is you do, I think, all your standard grades. So once you do your standard grades, you're roughly 15, 16. Hmm. So like I was fifteen, my birthday's in February, so I was like the youngest in my year. So I had to wait Beautiful. I had to wait until the February to leave. But um But you finished high school at fifteen? At sixteen. But that's what I'm saying, like Holy I I, I done I done my exams when I was fifteen. But I actually left high school when I was sixteen. 16 okay, okay. So like and then you get your this is fourth year at high school. I don't know what you call it, grade whatever. Oh, right? so it'd be like grade seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, maybe. What's yeah, the last two? The last two that you used to eleven, twelve. Right. So this would be grade ten, right? Oh, okay, okay. So like grade eleven and grade twelve for you is optional for us. So like we we can stay and we can do like it's either like you do you do it yeah. So you, you I should have I should have I should have dropped out in grade ten. And got your job. I think it should shit. be because I mean you get into. Uh, yeah, but you're you sixteen. You you you're legally do anything. You can buy a house in the UK at sixteen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you can do anything. So yeah, you what, can why, only gun in the states at what, two. I think. I mean, yeah. can, in the states, can you can't you drive at fifteen? You know what I mean? Sure. We drive at sixteen. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. you know what I mean? Like you're already classed as an adult. Mm. So why why can't you leave high school? Yeah, I I agree. I, I think my last two years, other than other is that than only Scotland? No, UK, UK wide. Wild. I'm pretty sure it's the same. No way. Ireland. Eng- England is not like that. Yeah, hundred percent. All those guys on gap year in Thailand are not sixteen. They needed a work to get some money, man. 
No, they finish. They're all 18. They can finally drink. What's the drinking age? 18. So that's it. They leave on their gap year. Yeah. They finish, which oh, is... But their gap year will be between high school and university. Right, which is after yeah, finishing. Yeah. So they, they, they can do, like, they'll have done their hires and then their advanced hires. So that's your... That's 11 and 12? Yeah, yeah, that's your 11 and 12. Uh, to get into university. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't go from so 16 So if you want to get into university, you need to basically oh, okay. stay at high now school longer. Now story. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> I I, I'd done the bare minimum and yeah. left. But, but if you want to do a trade, that option's there. You don't need to Yeah, but I, I was really lucky because the guy, the, the job that I had, I, I, a family friend. Mm. So I knew I had the job before like I'd done my exams. <laughs> yeah. So I had zero incentive, like yeah. absolutely none. So when it was coming to like school breaks and stuff, like I was like working a few days with them. You know what I mean? Why sure. not? Like the weekends and stuff. There's nothing. I, we've been. It's we've not been, what you know; it's who you know. We've been fed but, this this bullshit forever that you need you gotta get a uni degree, and it's not the only no, way. No. And, and but, school is not for everyone. Yeah. But fifty years ago, none of those guys had uni degrees, no. and they were still the chief of the government, the head of this, the head yeah, of that, yeah. CEO of this, and they didn't have. But but those. I'm, yeah. I'm I'm not being funny. Like I know a lot of people with uni degrees. Just because they've got a uni degree doesn't mean they're doesn't any mean more anything. intelligent. It just shows you that doesn't they can anything. learn. Yeah. It just, like, endure. It just, you can endure. It, and they, they regurgitate what's in the textbook. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot of people, I know a few engineers, like, obviously not with my company, mm. but if you handed them a, a spanner, they'd be like, oh, what do I do with that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're all, tech, they're all knowledge and technical, but the minute and that's what I say. it's completely different. On the farms, who's the better farmer? The guy who graduated with a PhD in agriculture or the guy who watched his dad and his grandpa for 50 years on the farm and just followed yeah. him? I mean, See, experience is uh, I must huge. Have, yeah. I must admit, I, I was really lucky because in the UK we do like an apprenticeship, it's called. So, like, we work three weeks a month and then one week at college. Yeah. Okay. So, you get the, the sort of knowledge and you get the practical the theory yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so i mean i done that for th- four years and then this was when like the after you finished high school <clears throat> after i finished high school so i finished college in 2010 mm. but in 2010 this is when like the sort of real estate crashed in the uk mm. so like jobs were pretty scarce so i, I did I, I got paid off basically <laughs> and then i was like what do i do now so um it was actually a family friend says to me she was like you, you fancy a job and like Oil and gas. I'm like, so, what, sorry, what were you doing again? I was a plumber and gas engineer. Plumber and gas engineer. So, like, basically, yeah. Does that mean a plumber or, like, what's the difference between a plumber Both. or a plumber engineer? Both. So, you've got, like, in the UK, <laughs> to be a gas engineer, you've got to do three years of plumbing. So, you, you understand. The pipes. The, pipe yeah, 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 yeah. But if you fail the gas, then you also fail the plumbing. It's messed up. Okay, okay. But so, you got both. Yeah, I've got both. Um, So, basically, I got paid off, and then she was like, oh, you fancy oil and gas? I'm like, I fancy anything that gives yeah, me money. You know absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> and you're you're twenty. I was twenty then. Twenty at that. Yeah, point. like I, I'd. Mo- Jesus. Yeah, like twenty. So how mu- how much would you have been making at? Hold on, sixteen. You did two years of college. Uh, from sixteen to twenty. He I was did his at, college and apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it was three. How much do you make when you're doing that apprenticeship? So first year was a hundred pounds a week, which is like maybe. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's nothing. No. Yeah. And then next year was like 150. Well, you're getting paid to learn. 250. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, like, I was 16. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I had zero expenditure. And you didn't have to study for yeah. any tests? Not school tests? Yeah, not school tests. <laughs> yeah, not school tests. But, don't, yeah, don't blow yourself I mean, like, up. I was 16. I was the only one of my friends that was working. Yeah. So every, everyone else, when it come to, like, a Friday, Saturday, they're like, oh, what, can I get money from my, my parents? And I'm like, oh, I've got my one. Yeah. yeah. You know? so, so just one more I was going to ask you again. Is that... What would be the ratio of people who do third and fourth grade a, of high a lot, school? A lot of people 
if you're a bad student, majority of them leave. So that, that's what I was going to bring up. Right? I think in Canada and America, everyone leaving 16 to say, yeah. I'm going to smoke dope on the couch and play video games. Yeah. I mean, if if you're a bad student, you tend to leave at 16. But if you have your head kind of screwed on, you you, you know what that this is going to affect your future and you, you stay a little bit longer. But I would say probably 50-50, to be honest. Really? Wow. Yeah. But if you didn't have the family friend, what? I would have probably stayed on and done it. I would, done, okay. done it for yeah. the years. But I think for the guys in Fort Mac in the oil industry, I think that would be perfect for them. They know that. I said, these guys fix up cars from the 60s yeah. and 70s. They drive them to school at lunch. I mean, they, they know all this stuff already. They follow their dads. They live in the shops. Um, they've been fixing their snow machines, their motorcycles, their dirt bikes. They know what they want to do. Let them go. Why do they got to do two more years? I mean, I, I, I sort of, from a young age, I, I had this, not the engineering background, but I had the, the mechanicals because my, my dad had a car garage. Mm. There you go. So yeah. like same thing. We used to. Oh, it was crazy. Like my dad was honestly off the scale. Mm. <laughs> he used to have demolition derbies in the summer and things like <laughs> that. I mean, like well, had, you, you, learn ins, you learn the ins. You learn the ins and outs of. And yeah, yeah. And my my parents always taught me that the sort of value of the mo- the pound basically or the dollar. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like we during every summer holidays there was me and my brother, mm. and I used to go to one business. And my brother would go to my mum's business, mm. and then we would do like week about. So my mum had a hairdresser's, yeah. and my dad had a garage. And basically, if we helped them, they used to give us extra money. So from a young age, they were like they give you a little bit of an incentive. Awesome. Yeah. So when when you leave sixteen, you you know, I mean, when I was sixteen, I was saving. I knew that I could drive at seventeen. Yeah. So I was saving half my wage for for my first car. Yeah. Well, that's that's one we compare with Korea. Like that was. We won a job so we could, my first car was 16. My brother bought his first one at 14. And it was a, I want to say a 76 Camaro mm-hmm. so that he could mm-hmm. work on it so that it was ready that when he turned drivable, he could drive his car. Yeah. I mean, my, like my first car for a 17 year old was like 3K, which is like, I mean, I was in a hundred pounds a week. I want to say mm-hmm. mine was 1500 or two yeah. grand. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's what they were. Like, it's not Korea where yeah. you go and buy a brand new Avante yeah. for your first car. But, but the, the worst part about it, I was like close to 2000 pounds to insure it. So like, uh, the, the insurance was just about as much as the car. Same oh. as Canada. So oh. we insure them on our dads. Yeah, yeah. Mum and dads. Part-time driver. Oh, I, I couldn't do that, though, because like my mum didn't drive at the time, and my dad had a business. Yeah. yeah. So like uh, he couldn't put me on his business insurance. So yeah. I was like... Like where we're from in Ontario, if you're under 25, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like three grand to yeah, be a first driver. And if you're a second driver, it might be like two grand or something. I'm it's expensive, man. My, my car was like it's the, the smallest car you can... like. The equivalent to like a Kia Morning. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know Just what I mean? Pick it up, put it in your pocket, yeah. you don't have to. And, park and, it. Like, because I'd been driving cars since I was like 12 in, in my dad's garage, yeah. every time I used to go like with a, a sort of lesson with my dad, I used to freak out. So it got to a point where I just used to go with my gran. Mm. <laughs> so my gran would just let me away with murder. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I, I indicate uh, right and turn left. Buckle up, grandma. Yeah. <laughs> E-brake. Yeah. I E-brake saw this on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. You had some, some good experience. Oh, yeah. Like your my, whole life. Oh, my childhood was amazing. I mean, like, I grew up, my, my parents had like a sort of log cabin at a lake. Mm. So my dad had boats and jet skis and awesome all that that's the thing i don't like when you can and and my nephews and they don't listen to this but they got all the toys but i just really wish they could fix them themselves and not just buy all the toys and send them to the shop but 
part of having them is learning how to how to mix the gas and the oil oh, we, and the ratios yeah. and what this needs and what that needs and the difference in motors and stuff. And I just feel a lot of kids these days have no idea about that, right? We, just we, we sure. got, buy, my, buy, buy, buy. Myself we, included. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were, like, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, me and my brother, were, were spo- we were spoiled as kids, but we never took it for granted. Mm. Like we knew how... If you're spoiled, but you know... Yeah. Hey, oh, this yeah, is, 100%. Like, we, we, we never, like... Like compared to like my my friends for example like when I, at a young age I mean I'm on a jet bike you know what I mean and mm. they're they're at school you know playing kicking a football around yeah you know what I mean like I, I knew from a young age like I was pretty spoiled but at the same point I never sort of took advantage of it yeah. or never took it for granted yeah so you said fifty percent of the people mm-hmm. probably leave at, yeah. at sixteen yeah what do most of them you said if you're a bad student you leave what yeah. do the bad st- are all bad students engineers now or what? <laughs> what what do most of these what are most would it be more boys than girls who leave yeah more more boys than girls would leave because they tend to be the the worst students. Yeah, so, yeah. so what do they get into at that age? Like, what are they? What are they doing? Other apprenticeships? No, to get an apprenticeship in the UK, it's like hen's teeth. Ah, is it my uh, yeah, it's like my dad was telling me just hen's teeth. It's like <laughs> 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 the other one. I just like hearing all that yeah, stuff because it's so weird to us. The other yeah. one's like <laughs> unicorn tears. Unicorn tears. Yeah. <laughs> but he was saying too when he was. Younger, he said, getting an apprenticeship was impossible. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. so getting a, getting a job in a factory was kind of the second best like we, thing to do. But we, ha- like, we okay. have like um, a big refinery next to my my hometown, right? Mm. And there's maybe I'm not exaggerating when I say this, there must be three, four, five thousand people work there, right? And to get another apprenticeship with them, say eight or ten apprenticeships every year, oh. but there'll be two, three, four, five thousand people applying. Oh, yeah. pretty competitive. That's so, so what do these guys do? Um, to be honest, I didn't really talk to them afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but, but, I mean, it, but it, I mean, it would it would become yeah. a problem in your society, right? Yeah, if you yeah, have this I many mean, people who are only educated to sixteen years old, a lot of them, and they're not becoming, yeah. you know, the tradespeople. Mm. What a lot of them get you? Uh, a lot, do they open their own businesses, or what no, do they do? You need, you need capital for that. Mm. So, that's, a, that's a lot I mean. of them. This might sound bad, but a lot of them tend to go to the army because I mean, that's the answer. Then. Yeah, I mean, one it teaches them discipline. So if they've been a bad student. Sure. They're getting disciplined. Yeah. They're getting paid for it. Yeah. And the British Army, I mean, it's no expense spared. And if you want to be an engineer at the Army, mm. you've got to be there for a bit and then you can maybe push whoever sure. yeah. in, in, in that direction to get the sort of degree that you yeah. wouldn't have got outside of the Army. To yeah. uh, it's not a bad not a bad option. I considered it at one, uh, at one point before coming here. I uh, yeah looked checked the website like I think it's a very you know I think it's a very undervalued underestimated option in Canada. You can retire. How old can you retire? In the army? Yeah, I have no idea. In Canada, you can retire. I think you put in fifteen years or something for the for the army, and you can retire with a full pension. So these guys are forty, forty five, and now you start your second career, and you use what you learned in the army. To start your second career, but you already got a full pension. I was actually speaking about this last night, and one of the guys I work with, it's once you leave the army or the navy, like your your sort of career is your apprenticeship is seen as very high standard because you, every employer knows it's no expense spared. So like what what they tend to do is like they they will look specifically for them mm. because they know they've got the discipline, they know that they're going oh, to be on time, they know that you know what I mean. If you're not in the army, if you're a bad person, you know mm. what I mean, you're you're bombed out straight yep. away. One of the guys I worked with, he was actually in the Navy for like 25 years. Oh, wow. And he, he was in submarines, so he, I don't know, I couldn't handle that. But oh, I mean, I can I can handle scares, ships, but submarines is a bit, a bit much for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. This one says 10 years. 10 years. 
and retire with full pension? You must have at least 10 years pensionable service in order to be entitled to a pension with the Canadian Army. What's pensionable service? Well, 10 but, years of serving. But I'm like, this is how bad the UK is. We get taxed on a. You can't be a part time, <laughs> on call, half duty. You got to be a, a full on in the Army. But I don't, I don't know if that's the full pension. But I. You'd, I mean, it's a government pension, so it's yeah, not yeah. going to be bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's not. I mean, I never even knew that was an option. I don't think. I mean, that was never. Like you say, maybe in Thunder Bay or in in Manitoba, that was never. Well, not, I, I, I mean, I was in the policing. I was in the, you know, in the in the, uh, working towards being a police officer, and I thought ah, maybe the army will give me a, a head start at, at getting full time employment there. But but I think if you're in Quebec or, or some of the other mm-hmm. army or military presence uh, or. Mm-hmm. Border in places than border yeah. patrol was another uh, was another. But even doing like um, firefighting or I mean, you could do anything. You could you could be a massage therapist in the army or a doctor or, mm, or you could do anything. Yeah. But before you know, you just think the general general infrastructure because like, you watch all the American movies, right? Of yeah, all yeah, just yeah. these these foot soldiers, but you don't know that you could be. You, look at the anything. the guys that come up to Solar. The U is it USO? The organization so that organizes all the tours, like the guy's a tour guide for the DMZ. Yeah, that's his job. Yeah. That's a that's, that, and that's it's, an all- it's the UN guy, isn't it? Because I'm sure I went and I'd, I'd done the DMZ tour. And- yeah, but there's a few different yeah, companies, yeah. but the USO yeah. one is done by the American oh, Army, yeah. and that guy's job is a tour guide. What, what a wicked job! I just thought that was cool. You don't yeah. think you could do that? So. Yeah. One of my old students is uh, he was well, mid 40s, and we got to talking about his military service mm-hmm. and mostly people reflect back on it and go oh it was terrible it was boring this and that he's like i loved it i loved it it was great why what did you he was a dentist he was a dentist yeah. in the military that yeah. yeah, was great had two years it was fantastic it didn't never never broke a sweat <laughs> you know yeah. he said it was uh, it was a great time for him uh, we, we get we get a lot like like obviously like the RAF and things like that like like navy you know i mean they can do pretty much anything they want but I mean, not all of them go to the army, but it is a big option for them. Um, and, sure. And then you have, like, obviously, like the refinery next to my hometown is huge. It's, I think it's the biggest, if not close to being the biggest in the UK. Mm. And they're always looking for subcontractors. You mm. know what I mean? Whether it's people cleaning tanks or painting, or mm. you know what I mean? Like. The list is endless. Yeah, yeah. And because you're a subcontractor, you get decent money. You yeah. get decent coin. And I think that's where the where it starts, really. Eh? That's yeah. when people start thinking, oh, I could... I could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can sure, do that. Sure, yeah. I can do that. So you lucked into... So I lucked into a company called SGS. And then I was there for like three years. At 20? At 20. Mm. So I, I was the youngest. Mm. It's going to sound big-headed, but I was the youngest qualified inspector for SGS in the UK at the time. Oh, beauty. And <laughs> it sounds big headed, but it's nothing really to brag yeah. about. But yeah, I mean, basically, I used to I mean, go any in. serious job at 20, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, what was I doing at 20? Holy yeah. I, I couldn't, I don't know if I was mature enough for any kind yeah, of. I was 20, but I mean. I thought 16, I was mature then, but. Yeah. But we were babied for an extra two yeah. years in, in doing our last two years of school, yeah. man. You're out on yeah, your yeah. own at 16. I mean, get an apprenticeship. But when I was an apprentice, like because I worked for a small company, it was. 12 hour shifts every day. Yeah. There, was, there was no. It's like the army. Man. You learn You learn quick. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and if you're in that, if Stick you're in there fast. every day, yeah, it's sink or swim. Figure it out or don't. But yeah, I mean, t- 20, it was, I don't know, it was luxury really at 20 because I'd been used to like swing, swinging off like 
chimneys and things like that and mm. mixing cement and being under floors and dodging rats under floors and stuff like that. Mm. So like to have a company car and to be rocking on a ship and watching yeah. someone take measurements. What kind of salary could you get at 20? I was on £35,000. Beauty. 50, okay. 50 grand. Yeah. And is that, is that standard? Like, if you're a 30 year old engineer starting, is that the same or is it? No, nah, it would be higher. Higher? Higher. I mean, um, it depends. Like, I, I would say, like, my salary at 20, it had, like, the, the basic wasn't the best, but it was all the, the sort of. At 20. Yeah. You get, you're getting the experience, you got a company yeah, car. I mean, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, for, right? everything, everything included, it was probably around that. But I mean, yeah, but. Once I started with the company I'm with in 2015, mm. and again I lucked out. Really? <laughs> yeah, I applied for a job in the. I should move to Scotland. There's yeah, a lot of luck. There's there. a lot of luck there. <laughs> Maybe that's why I, I thought that was Ireland. Yeah, I, I thought it was Irish. Irish. I lucked out again. I actually, I was kind of, I was kind of bored with my job, and uh, my brother worked for a company, and uh, he was, oh, they're, they're looking for someone in Edinburgh. Like, oh, Edinburgh's like 20 minutes down mm. the motorway. You know, it's pretty close. So he was like, you should apply. So I applied and then I went for the interview and the woman at the interview, like halfway through it, she like stopped and she was like, oh, I don't think you'd be suitable. And I'm like, oh, come on, at least at least wait until I leave the room to tell yeah. me I'm not good. You know what I mean? Or send me by yeah. email. You don't have to tell me in person. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I drove, I took the day off my other work to go. Yeah. I drove like 40 minutes, an hour, suit, tie, everything. Mm. And she's 10 minutes in telling me I'm no good. I'm like, come on. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, it's fine. I've, I've spoke to our engineering department. They want to come and speak to you. I'm like, oh, Beautiful. cool, go for yeah. it. So two people came in. Well, was she joking? No, no. Like she, Two people came down from upstairs. She said, I don't think you're good yeah, enough. Yeah, for, for the position I'd apply for. Ah. Yeah, it and wasn't then, an engineering yeah, position. Yeah, it wasn't an engineering yeah, yeah. position. Ah, okay. So like when i done my when i done my apprenticeship, I got an engin- engineering certification. Yeah, certification. But it was more by chance you know what I mean? That what like I never yeah. went into it being like. So you better not stand up, man. That horse is going to fall to your ass. Holy, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you haven't won the lottery yet. I know. It's about time, eh? Yeah. So basically, I got the engineering sort of certificate yeah. by chance, and then they had obviously seen that on my resume, mm. and they were like, "Oh, they want to come speak to you." Obviously, you've been on ships. You've done this. You've done this. You've done yeah. this. So again, I uh, can do that. Two people came in. They had like a chat with me for like an hour. And they were like, oh, you ever thought about going to Korea? I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's never really... I'm going to write a number down on this <laughs> yeah, piece of paper. If you like it, yeah, we're looking for it. sacrifices. <laughs> yeah. Who wants to go? But yeah, I mean, so they were like, would you come back and do another one? I'm like, yeah, of course I'll come back. Mm. I, I, always, I always wanted to work abroad, but I never, I never forced the issue. What, yeah. what were you doing in, your, in the past job that made you bored from that one? I was kind of bored with the money, to be honest. Like, I, I just wanted a different... Board of the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You were working on ships or yeah, in the refinery? No, I was working on ships. So, basically, ships used to come in. I used to make sure the tanks were clean and, like, the previous cargoes wouldn't contaminate the new cargoes. Mm. I used to take samples of, like, the shore tanks and make run tests in the lab and things like that. So, like, once you do this for, like, three, four years, you're, you're pretty much done because... You're on call 24 hours a day. Mm. So, like, my boss used to phone me 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Ah, you're working tonight at 4 o'clock in the morning. So, these are these are UK oil and gas yeah, yeah. ships? Yeah. So, like, we, we used to do a lot of travelling as well. So, like, that was the reason we had to come to cars. Mm. So, I used to drive maybe 20,000 miles a year. Easy. Holy Christ. 
yeah. easy. Like there's sometimes I used to drive down to do ship to ship transfers, which was an eight hour drive. And you know what I mean? It's not all <laughs> it's not all like glory, eh? You've got to you've got to take the good with the bad, but mm. Um, With that much luck, I wouldn't complain about anything. No, I, I, don't, I, try, I try my best not to. I try my best not to. But I mean, even going through those times, you can appreciate what. You oh have, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, I mean, my my friends think I lucked out, which I probably did. Yeah. But you, at the, you put a lot of work. In but too, at the man. same point, I, you know, I was doing twelve-hour shifts when I was sixteen years old. Well, exactly. they were they were sitting in a classroom playing right. on their Candy Crush on their phone or something. I can. Uh, <laughs> Candy Crush engineer. Yeah. People people like to to look at the results. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Without. Seeing what what got you there, but, right? but I, I, I know some people look at me like they look at my, like my childhood, like they'll see like oh his parents had the boat or whatever, yeah. and he's got a decent job or whatever, and they'll be like oh like, he's not worked for it. I'm like bullshit. You uh, kidding? But hold on, it's not like your parents were doctors and lawyers. No, no. I mean, even working a car shop, you got you got to work hard. Yeah, yeah, of course. I like, mean, and and you're working, you're not just sitting there. No, so. no. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've I've done it all. <laughs> I think yeah, I do. I think hard work will never. It, uh, it's it, never a bad thing n- overworking yeah. or, or n- never days it's under appreciated I would say mm. you know what I mean like I mean the young guys just don't know hard work no they don't have a work yeah. I, I don't, and I'm not trying to paint them all but there's a lack of work ethic mm. everything should just come easy or, yeah. it's, or it's not worth it or something but yeah. so you started that one 2000 what 2015 15 and you've been in the same company since yeah yeah you want to go to Korea? Uh, nobody else wants to go. I, I, get, I get that North. So that's that North Korea place. That's why they don't want to go. The, the bit that was sold to me was, oh, you, like it's like you just like supervision. You don't have to do too much. Maybe now and again you have to work a little. Showed you a picture of Dongo there, and, like, and then okay, that's good. I came here and it was like nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> like it was like the yard phoning me every five minutes. Mm. The owners, everyone, class, and everyone and everyone phoning me. So was your job the same with the new company as it was with the... No, completely different. What, what was the difference? So, what were you doing? So, like, before I was, like... Before I used to take, like, measurements of, like, the cargo. So mm. I was there for, like, the charter. So, like, to make sure, like... I was, like, an independent company that used to quantify the oil that was okay. on board. So, like, the petrol, the diesel, the jet fuel, whatever. Mm. There's always going to be a ship's figure, and there's always going to be a shore figure, and there's always going to be a discrepancy. So I was there to make sure the discrepancy wasn't too good or too big or too okay, small okay, or whatever. Okay. And if anything did go a bit pear shaped, I had the correct samples to pinpoint okay. whose fault it was. Okay, okay, okay. So we, we had an example one time when it was um, this shipper loaded jet fuel on all the ships, all like the product ships, they'll inert the tanks so they basically remove the oxygen so there's not a flammable atmosphere. Mm. But the inert gas was basically it created like a fine charcoal mm. on top of the jet fuel. So I took the samples and I'm looking at it, and like normally you get a bad sample, you just take another one, mm. you don't think about it. But I took another sample and it was still black, and I'm like, jet fuel's like, like water. Mm. So I'm like, at this point, I'm like, alarm bells are ringing. Yeah, so yeah. I'm like, straight up to the ship, stop loading. So eventually, they, they found out it was the ship's fault. So like, what they do is they get like independent investigators in and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. But basically, I was there to pinpoint if yeah. anything went wrong. Do you ever feel your life is <laughs> going to be threatened by uh, by something that you no, no, <laughs> no. I mean. Ha- not working in Dongo? God, you didn't see that explosion here last year? Yeah, on the bridge. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. <laughs> oh, that, that was like, the, the strange thing about that was like, we used to have ships like just on the other side of the bridge. Yeah. So like, I was quite gutted that I wasn't there to see it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, th- this was obviously my previous role, but um, the role I'm in now, we are commissioning everything. So we're building it rather than 
using it. Um, mm. So like, yeah, it's a, it's a bit intense at times. I mean, like, ju- just now I believe we have like roughly eight or ten ships mm. in, he- in the yard. So like basically we're all over the place. So mm. like our site staff is it's not undermanned but it's the correct amount of people I would say. So yeah. like, you've not got you've not got a no, lot of no spare one, time. No yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like you're you're well you But what what is your day entail these days? Like pretty much in the morning you've got like an idea of what you're gonna do. Because each ship is obviously a delivery. Like a podcast? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was yesterday's excuse. I'm the youngest qualified guy. <laughs> what are you doing on Tuesday? I'm huh? recording a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Were you trained? Like you said, it's a it's a different job when you when you arrived here. Mm-hmm. It was a different job from what you've yeah. done at home. Were you trained specifically when you came here? I was supposed to be. <laughs> so what did they just throw um, you just a baptism of fire? Like, ah, oh, you'll figure it out. What, what actually happened was um, I was trained... I was meant to be trained, so I was took on as like a sort of trainee. Um, obviously, when I first came to Korea, I was twenty five, so I think they were looking at it as like, this will be the future, you yeah, know, next ten years or whatever, right? Yeah. And then the guy that was meant to train me, he left, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, right, what do I do now? Yeah. yeah. So it was like sink or swim, pun intended. Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's so, um Yeah, but l- luckily, like maybe about six months later, another guy came, um, a guy from Latvia, and he was like very very knowledgeable and I just used to like pick his brain yeah pretty much every day I still do it now you know when, when the guy's been on board ships for like 30-40 yeah. years you know you've got to yeah. I mean, uh, it'd be stupid not to and that's uh, it's probably some of the best ways to, to learn and yeah. the more the more you're experiencing with them the mm. more chance you have to encounter yeah. and it's not that the, the guy that I'm talking about he's so relaxed like I, I can yeah, you know what I mean I can ask him anything and he'll, he'll take the time and effort just to chill out and Layman's terms that for me. That's yeah. awesome. What what kind of team do you work in now? Because um, I, I, before, I mean, we've talked about it a bunch of times, yeah. but I remember before where one ship would have I, I don't with tens of, yeah. of foreign engineers working on it, and and now it seems like there's one ship that has two or three or four or five maybe. Um, what what kind of team do you work on, or how many? You said your your company's got eighty ships here. Yeah, roughly. on order. Yeah, yeah, over the next. Like, that seems huge. Four or five years. Yeah, but there, there's big gaps in between them. You know what I mean? So. But how many guys work here? Um, 15. 15? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. Like that's Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot going on. Yeah, but at the same point, we're not building the ship. We're just commissioning it. Right. So, like, the yard build it. We, so, we supply the, the sort of... We <laughs> supply the equipment and make sure it's working, but they, they essentially build it. And how many... How many... Like, is there other... Are, are all the foreigners here now only commissioning? Not all of them. Um, is NOV still here? NOV? National Oil of Arco? I don't think so. Because they used to do all the computers and all the... Mm. They were they were putting in million-dollar computers on every ship. Oh, really? Yeah, that was all the... See, we, we're quite limited to LPG and LNG. Right. So, like, from, like, product sides or from, like, tanker sides, we, we don't really have much right. sort of exposure to that. But, I mean, it's it's pretty... For, for us, on, on a regular day, we, we pretty much know where the ship is, like, commissioning-wise, and we know what we have to do. The only thing is that... Sometimes if there's a problem on the other ship, then we have to go there and sort of prioritise. You know what I mean? So like we, we have we have to like basically have all our equipment ready to go in line with the ship the shipyard schedule and make sure that we're not holding back. Because if they're held back, then the owner will start complaining obviously. Mm. So how how many of them meet their deadline? 
pretty, pretty much all of them. Yeah. Um, I, was, I, I was under the impression that everything was delayed from engineers. No, I mean, normally, previously. like, like for example... Goliath, Goliath screwed up the whole reputation. There. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, two yeah. years late or something, and, and 50 times the initial initial budget. But I mean, I, I was just pretty pretty spot on. Don't don't get me wrong, they maybe go back a couple of weeks, but you're not talking like six months. But, uh, but I remember doing the tour with my family when they came for my wedding, which almost 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they were producing... 200 and something ships a year. Yeah. You can't be off on your timelines if you're no. putting that many ships. I mean, it was a it was a launching almost every other day yeah. of the year or I mean, or it's even... incredible like like see sometimes when I drive through the yard I'm mind blowing like yeah. even yeah. I mean, even driving along that coastal road on the way to the yeah. college you look and like, "Whoa, my god." Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, like it's so, some here. of the stuff we see is like obscene like Yeah. Like I mean, the blocks. I mean, even just seeing. What's I say? That's Discovery Channel, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I think there's three shows from the ship yeah, yeah. on Discovery: big builders or huge movers or uh, it's, that huge crane. It's right? mental. On, uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, not just that, but yeah, like when they say when they bring in, they got those caterpillars. Yeah, in, the blocks. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, they lots of them come from. They'll come from Onsen. Like, yeah, but he also also south of the city here. Yeah, and they come like if you go out by uh, Sang Po and out that way, you'll see all the factories that make. Mm-hmm. You go see these huge hangars, and you're like, "What are they doing there?" They make the the Legos for the ships, yeah. then, and they load them on these caterpillars, and then on the barges, send them over, put it in. Holy uh, man, it's, it's it's really cool to see. It is monstrous, like, and it's see for the first like three weeks I was here, I was just like wow. taken aback, like yeah. you know what I mean. Every time I go by there, like the, just the cars at the at the car vendor, like they load these ships every. Every single day they yeah. load, you know, a few 5,000 car ships. It's incredible the yeah, yeah. the capacity. And when you see them with the, the ships in the dry docks and they're getting ready uh-huh. for painting or something, and you just go, that little guy's going to paint this whole thing? Like, holy shit, man. It, it's it's, it's cool, though, because like, you see them on the cherry pickers, right? And they'll be, like, spray painting the ship. Yeah. And then the next minute you'll just see the cherry picker. The same guy operating the cherry picker. Yeah. yeah. And he's right up to the top and you're like you're like 60, 70 feet it's in the air cool there. To watch. and then you're still spray painting away you're like you know what I mean that being said can you give tours? Mm, no could you take <laughs> me in the shipyard or no? I don't think so I've tried for so many years to get to like, again <laughs> there were so many hockey guys that used to yeah, yeah. be engineers at the yard but I think Sean might have been one of the only guys that had permission to do that we, like on a private kind of tour or whatever yeah, yeah. I mean we could I don't really know I would need to see what I could because do it's that, an amazing it, it's such an incredible like you say it's just massive oh like and like I've, I've been inside like LNG cargo tanks and LNG cargo tanks are it's like 10,000 boxes and it's all insulation and they've got to be <laughs> they're all like hand welded and the touch of your finger the moisture can put them off mm. that's how sensitive they are oh, wow. and you're talking like 10 stories high yeah. and like I've got a picture of me inside it and I'm like like some sometimes you have to like take a minute just to be like, wow, this is cool. Yeah. Not not many places around the world that that, are, that oh, have like, those facilities. Yeah, like I, I mean. totally like appreciate like the opportunity I have. Like I don't take it for granted in any way, shape, or form. And I, and every day I'm like I'm not reminded of it, but like every day at some point in the day I'm like, wow, that's cool. Mm. You know what I mean? Or, wow. That's what I think. If I was out there doing, yeah, yeah. if I was a, a janitor, I'd be poking my head and asking so many questions. Yeah, yeah. So it's so interesting. Like you never see that stuff on and a daily basis. I, I remember, like, like when we go back to when I was twenty. I remember when I first started in the ship ship industry, and my old manager actually says to me, he "says You will never know everything about shipping." And I'm like, I'm looking at him when I was twenty, yeah. totally arrogant. I'm like, who's this guy? What's he talking about? Yeah. And it's true. Like honestly, like you'll never know everything. Yeah. And it's it's. 
it's not even known everything. It's even known a bit. You know what I mean? Like at the time, I could write what I knew about ships on a post-it note. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like I was totally arrogant. Like yeah, I'm, I'm not exactly what I'm doing. Like two or three years. And it keeps evolving, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, it, I mean, we we our like design department's crazy. I mean, we have like I, I I'm, I'm not gonna call them geniuses, but I mean, uh, obscene like obscene like the one one like there's two or three guys there that are just. They put everyone to shame, and yeah. I'm talking like all these people that have been privately educated and that master's degrees and doctorates. I mean, they'll, they'll put them to shame, yeah, in like 2.2 seconds, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> and it's, and the the best part about it is they're not arrogant with it, like, like they're not, they're very, very approachable, which is amazing for me because I just again, I just pester them for knowledge. <clears throat> again, you're enjoying your enjoying your time and having these wonderful experiences at work, yeah, uh, outside of work. You play hockey? Yeah, I play with Nate. Well, I try to play. <laughs> is this uh, is this something you started back home or something you picked up while you were here? I, I started when I was like four. Started playing hockey? Yeah, 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 but I stopped for a while. I stopped for like 10 years. Mm. And when I came back to, um, when I moved from Mokpo to Ulsan, mm. I was I was moving here maybe like six months. Mm. And then I found out there was an ice rink. I was like, oh, I'll go, like, go for a skate, you know what I mean? So, mm. and... At the time, there was like one Korean guy who was doing like classes with a young kid after like the public skate, and eventually he, he just sort of like let me play about with a stick and a puck, mm. and then yeah, I kind of evolved for there. Then he didn't take the extra five minutes to find out the real team in town. Yeah. No, I did. I went to and he training the wrong team. <laughs> I, no, I went to your team to begin with, but I was so bad at the time because I hadn't skated in like ten years. I was yeah. like, this, oh, really? is, this is too much for me. I went once. You weren't there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I remember. You weren't there. You remember Chris that was here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris was there. Things like that. Who was the guy from Boston that was here? Boston Chris. He was another Chris. Yeah, he like he listens to this all the time. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> How many Chris's you guys got on the team? There used to be well, Chris Maserell. There used to be tons. Yeah. Hot Shower was Chris. Yeah. We've had like probably fifteen Chris's yeah. in the last oh. ten years. But my name's Chris, not Christopher. That's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like I came originally, like, and I was just so bad, and like I was trying to do stuff that I could do before that I can't do now. Yeah. Which is the worst part. So like I was like, oh, I need to go back to basics. So I went back to like the beginner level. And when I went, was sniping last week on me there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what is the, what are some of the main differences from your first stint here in 2015 and then coming back a few years later, a couple of years later? For us, I mean, or for me, being out like, in Dongo, I mean, it, it's changed a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, we talked about it yesterday, being the dark side, and now, I mean, I even talked to you about it, and I think you say it's you know kind of more reserved and conservative it's not as wild and crazy no, as it used to be it's not as what is it like for you or what was your time like back in the day oh back, back in the day i used to go out thursday friday saturday sunday you know and like i wouldn't think twice about going out a tuesday as well <laughs> <laughs> but like call it quarantine schedule yeah, yeah i mean like i was honestly i didn't i just didn't think about it you know i was like 25 26 and yeah when when you're that old, do you think about like we are so frugal and we've just been saving, saving, mm. saving? I'm very hesitant to spend any kind of unnecessary cash. Really? So much. <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, whatever. I mean, you're probably not thinking about about it as much. What is the kind of a range for a 25 year old? Like salary? Yeah. Like what would be the range for a typical foreign engineer here? 25, 30 years old. Dollars. So whatever. At least. I'd say at least 100k. 100k. At least. Plus company car, plus food allowance. I, I would, it depends. If, you, if you're a subcontractor, you're, you're going to get more, but you have to pay for your, you have to pay for your apartment, your car. Yeah, no, no. I mean the but general guys who are the here ge- on a full the general guys, package. The general guys, anywhere between 
80k to 120k. And they pay for your part. It's spending yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, spend money. Everything's taken care of. Yeah, yeah. I get flights back to the UK. I get cars. I get fuel paid for. I get apartment. Beautiful. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's 100 whatever k yeah, yeah. spending money. Yeah. So going out four nights a week is you don't even think about no. it. Not a not a no. Whatever girl wants a drink, she can have five. Yeah, but I hope my girlfriend's listening. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean that. I'm saying years ago when it was the, yeah, when yeah, it was yeah. the wild west out there. I mean that guy from. One of our, our other, another Chris from yeah. NOV, I mean, he would just say, guys, let's go. Mm. I'm, I'm paying for everybody. Yeah, yeah. He could take the whole team out if he wanted. He didn't even bat an eye at we, we, we used to, like, we used to be in the bar sometimes, and one guy would just settle the full bar tab. Like, as in, everyone's bar tab in the bar. There was a few times that But that's happened. what, going out there, like, guys would say, I'll, I'll, I'll buy drinks for the whole bar. Yeah, yeah. And it could be 20, 30, 50 people, mm. but just ring the bell. Yeah, they, that was it. That, they, I ring, seen one guy, didn't I seen even a Korean guy ring the bell. And yeah. he didn't know what that was, and the whole bar went. Like, You're buying, yeah. and the bartender sat him and he's like, "Listen, you ring the bell, you gotta, you yeah, might want a drink." And he, do you remember that in Gorilla Bar? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, he cleared a million won tab yeah. for every. It was really? three, four beers deep with about yeah. seven guys. I do remember that. It, and he cleared, he cleared everyone's tab in the in the bar. It's like in Scotland, right? You see, if you play golf, and you get a hole in one. If if you get a hole in one, you need to go in and buy everyone in the bar at the golf club a drink. And I'm like, why? They should be buying you one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, Bangladesh is a special place. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I mean, it's it's good. It's good and bad. I mean, like, but it was also a really fun place. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, there was a lot. Like, we would know the stuff in downtown or whatever. But when I went out there and saw like engineers played in the bands, mm. and there was a couple awesome cover bands out there that would play all the time, and you could always go and get live music. Uh, it was great. We, we used to yeah, like, beaches. I mean, was it called Harmony? There was one called Harmony, and there was a couple other ones. We, we used to, I mean, we used to do anything we really wanted. I mean, like there was so, so, no, but like not not in a bad sense. I mean, like obviously like. Within my company, there was a few guys roughly the same age. So I used to come to the weekend and be like, right, what, what, what can we do this weekend? Yeah. So like, we've been to High One, we've done the DMZ. One week, one Monday, I was like just on like Facebook and I seen there was like a beer festival in Hong Kong. And I phoned the guy I work with, I was like, what are you doing this weekend? He's like, nothing. I'm like, right, let's, let's go. Let's <laughs> go. A beer festival in yeah. Hong But Kong. they were selling tenants, which is a Scottish beer. So yeah. we were like, let's go. So, but we went to Hong Kong for like four days, but we obviously had to clear. Like, we took the Friday and the Monday. Yeah. So, so we went to Hong Kong. You know what I mean? Like, but this was pre COVID when you could do yeah. like, things like that. But I mean, uh, it, it is awesome. And see, Korea, it's like a sort of central hub. You know what I mean? Like, like Philippines, you know what I mean? Shanghai, places like I that. I think if you do that, that's awesome. I think in the old days, it was a lot of guys who were here and they didn't really leave. But, I mean, even going to Busan. Mm. I mean, Busan's got a wild nightlife. Mm. But a lot of guys were just, I mean, early 2000s, were just yeah. here and, and, you know, Bangajin had everything they needed. But now, if you can do that and go to the F1 race in Singapore yeah. and go to the beer... I don't know if that's famous beer festival in Hong Kong, but <laughs> Beertopia. If if you could do all Beertopia. of those, yeah, yeah. If you could do all of those, yeah, and go see the region. I mean, God. I mean, I, I must admit, like, I would say Bangladesh changed in a, a sense that like it's a lot quieter now and it's a lot more reserved. But I think I've also changed as well. Sure, absolutely. Um, maybe from twenty five to thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it, it's yeah. it's quite scary for me to even think about that and accept that. But yeah. I mean, now in, instead of like going out and drinking like four nights a week, I, I'll happily go and play hockey. Or yeah. you know, I, I bought a drone, you know, a few months ago and things oh, like that. You know, dude, I saw a drone today. I was in my class. This guy ran by the river with a drone. It was the size of this yeah. table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the biggest thing I've ever seen. It could pick up a baby. Well, there's, <laughs> there's a massive, massive drone shop, and that's actually near my apartment. Yeah. And every time I go by, I'm like looking. I'm like, oh, I should have bought that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
But yeah, oh, wow. but the one I've got is pretty good. Like it's pretty, it's pretty decent. But I mean, like yeah, I mean, I would rather do things like that than. Did you find when you were when you were twenty five, you got your youth and your and your power, yeah. and you got uh, you got a, a strong salary? Do you find it was hard to? Or do you find a that strong salary? <laughs> you, a wet dream salary. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Did you find that uh, having fun got progressively more difficult? Like you had to, you know, like a night at the bar. Yeah. Isn't enough. Like you got to fly to Hong Kong. Did you find it was kind of increasing? <laughs> no, nah, like, like I don't know. Like I think I've always kind of been on a, like a level playing field. Okay. And, and like I said, they like kind of know the value of money obviously obviously last five years in Korea I've kind (laughs) of skewed my my opinion of it but but, I mean I still know I'm really strange actually because I'll look at something and and I'll see the price and I'm not paying that (laughs) but then but then I'll see something else like the same price and I'm like bargain I'll I'll get two you know what I mean like so like I seen like I can't remember what it was I seen like a watch say the watch was like 500,000 won and I'll be like, no, nah, I'm not paying that for that watch. But then, like, I went to... Go like, get a hockey stick. You know, exactly, that's, ex- that's exactly <laughs> where I was going with this. The next thing, like, two days later, I went to the hockey shop in Dagan and spent, like, 600k on, like, a stick that I didn't need. Yeah, I've got, like, four sticks in and, Korea now. And glove warmers. Yeah, and... yeah. <laughs> glove warmers. Yeah. Oh, man. Ah, but there's nothing worse than having wet skates or... Yeah, I, I would use it for my skates. See, see, I get three pairs of skates now, so uh, he, I can just rotate see, them through. That's the difference. I save, <laughs> I, I save money that way. I've got one pair, but some. That, that's it. what I was asking. Like, if you were twenty five, do you, do you regret now the freewheeling, free spending? Man, I should have maybe saved a little more. No, no because it all adds up in experience. No, like, and what you I don't know. Like, I don't like bring doom and gloom to this, but like, my my dad died pretty young, so he was fifty five, and I always like my gran always used to save and my dad used to save and I'm like why yeah you, d- you know you don't you don't know what's around the corner and like my mum had a stroke when she was 38 so like for me I'm like well if they're, well, hold on. If they're having health issues at that age why yeah. should I hold back sure sure but we used to party quite a bit just on a different mm. level mm. ours might have been soju at the convenience store mm. mixed with with coke but or they, something but I'm not being funny like nine times out of ten they're better nights what the, the soju like makes you nice they're nine times out of ten they're better than, yeah. than and that's that's something but, that, but, love, that, yeah. but that's I, what i mean like we but, like, we didn't have any shortage of partying for our, for, for our me years for me i'm just sick of talking about ships like see when i go to a bar i'm like pff, I, I would happily talk to somebody about teaching kids or mm. drones or hockey or anything like mm. that but because you're on a ship all day every day and everyone you're around is on a ship all day every day yeah. and you're working with them when, you, like, come when, when you come off, what you got to talk about? Yeah, like you, you're literally in the same environment, twenty four hours a day. Yeah. So well, that that's why I used to like try and escape to like Hong Kong or go to like Busan or Seoul or something. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Because it, it is a, the dark side is a little isolated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you're forty on. minutes drive to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he did come forty minutes. Huh? Yeah. Dude, I didn't. Hey, I didn't with, even. I didn't even cook you any food, man. <laughs> oh, bicycle, forty minutes. I get to hockey in fifteen. Ah, but where do you go? I've, listen, listen. I've not got a helicopter. This guy's. This guy's a fifteen helicopter. minutes from from everything. Everything's yeah, yeah, yeah. fifteen minutes. From fifteen me. minutes. He just. He does. This it. wasn't even Russia. This should be nowhere near forty. Nah, twenty-five maybe. <laughs> yeah. Thirty. I was thirty-five. Yeah. We'll say forty-five to exaggerate a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that's something, I, I don't know if we mentioned it yesterday, but something I really love about here, if you're a doctor making huge cash or you're just a, a general yeah. laborer just making ends meet, some of the best nights are, you know, it, the yeah. doctors aren't, uh, they don't put their nose up and go, oh, I'm only drinking the, the most expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the most expensive alcohol. They're in the in the meat uh, barbecue places drinking soju and mekju. The exact same stuff. Mixed, yeah, yeah. mixed up. Together. Well, that, that that's Korea. I think that's unique. I don't think oh, you find that I'm so the much. I'm same. Like, I love I'm pretty, it. I'm pretty much it. the same. Like when I was growing up, like 16, 17, 18 obviously get a bit of underage drinking under your belt when mm. you're that age but we, we used to buy like bottles of MD it's called it's actually American if you've ever seen it MD 2020 MD 2020 yeah no, it's no. just destroys you right <laughs> we and did then, the MJ 420 and then we, we had another one called Buckfast right so like back, back in the day they were like £4.50 right mm. so you, my mum used to give me like a tenner for the weekend so it would be like a bottle of this and then a kebab you know what I mean <laughs> that was my weekend sorry <laughs> weekend sorry and until I was like, even like last year when I was home visiting, that was my weekend. Yeah. I still drink the same stuff. Like as, as much as like, yeah, I might have a reasonable salary or whatever, mm. right? But I still drink the same rubbish that I used to drink when <laughs> I was younger. That's what these guys here don't understand. That if you go home, a, a beer at a, a restaurant is six, seven, eight, ten bucks. Mm. But they can drink soju all day long for $3 a yeah. bottle at the restaurant. You know, it's good for the guys who don't have a lot of money and the guys who have lots, well... They're never going to be paying too much because exactly. it's so cheap. Man. Exactly. I mean, like uh, four bucks for the big beers, like mm. the big bottles. Yeah. Not a regular bottle, like the oh, big the, ones. yeah, yeah, the big ones. Is I it mean, liquor? yeah, it's a it's a bargain here. What do you see ahead? How long n- now are you just content living abroad, or yeah, do you have expectations of going home or what? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, You're a real estate mogul at home, from what I hear. Ah. Uh, uh, well, that, that was that was another thing when you were saying that you saved money. Yeah. I saved a bit, and then I bought a couple of houses, and then I soon realised I've mistaken buying houses and sold one of them. Yeah, I definitely. The mistake was because you were renting them and you had crazy renters. Yeah, yeah. So like buying the house might not have been a mistake. No, nah, no. Nah. Like was it? You never lose money in bricks and mortar. I had a problem with one of the people that was renting it, and I ended up court and lawyers and. Oh, it's a and the worst part is he was like my friend, oh, and it was the worst God. part of it. Like was like obviously. I never expected to move to Korea. So mm. when I picked up and left, I left all my stuff there. Oh, no. So like, I had like, my like sofa was like three grand. And yep. he, their two cats destroyed it. And I'm like, come on, like, I had a leather bed that was destroyed. And yep. you know what I mean? Like, oh, that's that's brutal. And Even the, the last. I, I knew the guy for 15 years. Oh. And I was like, it's the one guy I actually trusted. Yeah. And he'd done that. And I was like, well, if I can't trust him, who can I trust? Absolutely. So, so I quickly sold it once it was settled. I had four years of good tenants and one that just completely ruined it. Yeah. Completely put a bad taste in my mouth and I went, never. Yeah. I don't think I ever did. But in the UK it's pretty bad actually because like there's so many rules and regulations now. Like when, when I went home, obviously I had that place and I wanted to buy a place to live. So mm. I had to pay 3.5% of the value of the house to the tax, like UK tax. Just That's because, like a just cooler tax because you're yeah because I'm inside. not because I'm buying a second house. So if I buy a third house, yeah. I have to pay that tax again and again and again and again. Yeah. And like basically, oh, you get you get hung over a barrel with the government. Like yeah. UK is you gotta start having kids. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> my, my first kid has two houses. My, yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's uh. But yeah, the, the first tenant basically. Left a bad taste in my mouth, like you said, and then yeah. I was like, nah, I'm done. I'm done with that." Yeah, it's not. And it's sometimes it, not worth it. Like the UK is like a fire. You would have a f- fire plan if there's a fire. I'm like, it's like a, a ground floor apartment. Like mm. there's there's like a, a window. A window. <laughs> there's a front door. There's a back door. Yeah. If you cannot work that out, you know what I mean. <laughs> like yeah. you probably shouldn't be living yourself. The uh, yeah, that was ours too. With you got to you have to have a 
fire extinguishers. Fire extinguishers, yeah, fire alarms. You've got to have this. You've got to have your carbon monoxide and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You've got to have your boiler serviced every three months. You've got to have this, 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 and to put up a railing, like a special, special railing on the on the front porch. I was like, man, anyone falls off this, they're because they're an idiot. Again, going back to the 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 first guy I worked with, right, my first manager. He says, if, Chris, if you ever fall in the water when you're getting on a ship, you deserve to drown. And I was like, well, it's pretty fair, it's pretty fair, right? And I, th- I think it's pretty much the same, eh? Like, if, you, if you're falling off a porch yeah. without a railing, you know, don't go near it. You yeah, know yeah. I mean? <laughs> shouldn't have been there in the first place. Yeah. Oh, dude. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm pretty much content in Korea that now, obviously I want to go home on holiday, but I don't want to go home permanently. So last time I was home was April, so my, my family was actually meant to come out in May. Mm. But because of... The, the dreaded corona yeah they, they couldn't make it out so hopefully next year they can come over yeah but yeah i mean i'm sort of scheduled to go back in may because i've got a cousin's wedding so but i mean like after that i hope i'm coming back unless my company's saying otherwise mm. <laughs> well, if you got 80 90 ships on the on the yeah. order list there then yeah. you might be around for a while yeah yeah i mean it's probably the next 45 years minimum i would say but 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 I've seen this and heard this so many times over the years with the guys playing hockey. And yeah, we got 62 ships. We're here at least four more years. Mm. And then three months later, I'm going to Brazil. Yeah. I'm, something changed. Nah, I mean, we, it's the one thing about us is we tend to have all our ships in Korea. We, we don't get me wrong, we've got ships in China, but we tend to have 60, 70% of them in Korea. Mm. And, cool. and when I came back, it was sort of sold as me that it was going back to. My old playground, basically. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so, not a bad, uh, not a bad place to be. No, no. I mean, I, I love Ulsan. Like, I mean, I lived in Changwon for a bit. I lived in Mokpo, but Ulsan. It's, it's cool. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. It has a little bit of everything. It's yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah. big city, a little bit small town. It, it's close got, to everywhere. It's got everything, like, and I think there's just now there's enough foreigners, but not too many. But to be honest, like, as bad as it sounds, I don't like dealing with foreigners sometimes. Mm. Oh, so I, nice. I'm I'm so happy to deal with Koreans on a daily basis. One of the best parts about being here, we say, when when you're in public, you don't have to listen to the to the banter, yeah, yeah. just the general population. You can just kind of turn off the Korean and just uh, blissfully walk through life and not have to listen to everyone. See, I'm I'm trying to learn Korean problem. now, so I'm like I'm like trying eavesdropping everyone. Yeah, yeah. Are <laughs> so, you doing but still, that? but when you're when you're when you're not consciously listening, mm-hmm. you only pick up. Wait, yeah. again? Huh? What's that? that? I think that's me. Um, you only pick up a few. I mean, you actually have to turn your ears on to listen, and if you don't, then... What are you doing to study? Uh, we, we do a class every Saturday. Um, it's actually the Dongu Mayor that put it on. Yeah. Um, so basically, there's like... Again, we were all pretty lucky. There's like six of us from the company in mm. the class. So we're just learning every Saturday. So we've done that alphabet the first week. It's pretty fast-paced, to be honest. So yeah. you're pretty... <laughs> you're, you're kept on your toes by the teachers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. Korean style. I, it's, Korean's so difficult for me. I mean, I've tried to learn it for so long and I don't want to be the, the foreigner that doesn't know it. I want to be the foreigner that knows it. You can know? you read and write yet? I can read. I mm. can read. My writing's under, under, was it, under construction. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Gongsaju. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can, I get the gist of most sentences, but I can only reply in Korean. Eh, in English, sorry. Mm. So like, if you... Speak to me, I'll be like, oh, I kind of get that. Yeah. But, and I'll be like, Your replies in Korean. Yeah, but it comes with time. Yeah, yeah. Just make a conscious effort to, to try and uh, try and use it a little bit. Ask, it's so hard. Order, order your beer yeah. in, in but Korean. That's it's difficult beginning. because like in, the, in the shipyard, all of the people that work there, they get English 
they get tested on English. Mm. So the, the higher they go up, the better their English has to be. So they want to practice their English. Absolutely. And I want to practice my Korean. Of course. <laughs> and then, of course. And then uh, that's, that's my excuse for my yeah. wife. Why don't you guys, the, the in-laws, like, you still don't speak Korean yet? Like, uh, everyone wants to, sp- no one wants to speak to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which isn't true at all. You get lots of people but, who... Uh, but it would, uh, generally, it would make my life so much easier. And it would probably, be honest, it would make my life so much better because I would know where things are. Mm. Like today when I was coming here, I was like, oh. Oh, you found it pretty good. Yeah, I found it, but I was like copying and pasting it, like Naver and Cacao Maps and (laughs) running around. I'm like, oh, where is it? Where is it? I was looking for sevens and looking for this. You know, I should have sent you a pin. I watched uh, yesterday uh, Jade, the burger mugger, Mm -hmm. came in. I watched him on Facebook. He was a little blue dot, and I saw him on his Uh his way over. It was pretty cool, man. Good times. Anyways, Chris, we're uh, going to call it a day here, man. Anyways, thanks for coming in, sharing your stories, and uh, we'll see everyone next time. Have a good day. Bye-bye.